Because I'm about to blow your mind. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, well, I mean, all right. So that was pretty creepy, guys. Let's just jump off of that. Welcome back to everything but the kitchen sink. I don't know why they were doing that <laughs> particularly, <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead and commandeer this intro. <laughs> Today, uh, wait, who's, who's we're talking do the real? about fear? We're talking about all sorts of spooky shenanigans, but wait, not hold really. On a second. Do you want me to do the intro? I can. I can. Ooh, do it I'm gonna pass scared. it over to Tate. I'm a little. I'm a little scared. So, since no one's terrified of talking publicly. It's one of the number one fears, by the way. I'm going to start things off by just opening up the subject of fear. What is fear? How does it work? We've all been thinking about this for a week, and we have not talked about it yet. No, we haven't. It's going to be an interesting night, maybe a scary one. Ooh. Since Tate was a little scared to introduce everyone, I'll go ahead and do that. Uh, We got myself, Nolan, here. We have Jacob Perez back. Yep. We got G The Money. Yo. We got Ryan. And we have Tate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi everybody. <laughs> now uh now that we're in on this, uh Tate kinda hit the hit the nail on the head. We've been researching the topic of fear uh pretty much for a week now, trying to see what we could research and we all probably took different approaches to this. So I'm kinda curious how you how you guys uh went about this. I want to start off with some anecdotes of, like, moments where I would be fearful. And this is mostly, uh, like, on interactions with people. Just, for example, the other day, and and I'm not really saying that I was afraid, but there's, like, some amount of fear or alertness, anxiety or something where it says, you need to get out of this situation right now. So, anyways, we were at the park. It's, like, 10 p.m. playing playing basketball, you know, as good kids should. Um, These other group of people who are just – on the bench were having this really weird heated discussion. I'm to assume that they were strangers. It was really political. I guess the vibes were really weird coming from over there. It was getting really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They disperse. <clears throat> and then I hear a bunch of like ruckus on the other side of the, the park. And it was getting like pretty loud. Things so like everybody needs to get the fuck out of here right now. And I was like, guys, we need to leave <laughs> right he now. He just kept shouting. He was like, mm-hmm. you need to go now. You got to go now. Mm-hmm. Was he yelling you gotta that go at now? you guys? I don't know. We didn't know. But it was, it, was, it, was, go. it was enough to be like, you know, maybe we have to leave. So well, that was like a fight or flight response maybe. And I think a lot of us have to go through that all the time in like a lot of situations, more minor than stuff like that. But uh, I chose to f- use flight. <laughs> <laughs> Because I didn't want to mess with that uh, bullshit. You know, so what about you guys? Any situations like that before? Well, I can't say specifically that same situation. But I, I think every everyone listening and all of us in this room have had just a situation that you felt fine. And then just seconds later, you were getting that like almost alarm clock noise in your head. And it, you have to decide what you're going to do right then and there. Mm-hmm. I have something to say. What about those times when you hear something that should scare you and you go towards it? I do that a lot, uh, honestly. Yeah. Like, I was in my basement once when I was younger, and I I just heard a voice, like, say my name. I was like, huh. Got up, walked in, <laughs> and then it, it was like this back pantry that's kind of looks like an unfinished basement. And I was standing there, and it was dark, and I was like, I should probably go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so was that a case of? Fight then flight. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's interesting. 
Because is it always fight or flight or I curiosity? I don't know, right? Ooh, that's how you die in horror movies. Well, if you guys have the question, I could provide a little bit of an answer because <clears throat> I kind of was looking up the mechanisms of how fear works, and it's it's pretty simple. Basically, that fight or flight, that adrenaline rush that we all know that happens when you're in danger or sometimes when you're not really in danger. But that's like there's basically like a low road and a high road path that your brain takes at the same time. And it's pretty cool because the low road is it just goes right to fight or flight. It's super fast, so you always feel that feeling. And then after that, like a couple seconds, the high road catches up, and that's kind of that higher reasoning. So you actually make the decision like, oh, did the wind blow the door open or did a, someone break mm. the door down? And once you know, the unfortunately, that low road response has already hijacked your entire body. And so you're like in a fight or flight response for the next 20 minutes. Yeah, we must have we must have kind of crossed basis on the same articles because I was yeah. reading about the high road and low road as well. And the low road was more primal. It's mm -hmm. more of your animal instinct. But they the, the article I was reading was kind of talking about how you can adapt yourself to be just on the high road, which is kind of cool, honestly, just avoiding Ooh, that immediate really panic. Cool. So I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Now, do you think that that high road, obviously, it does take more time to develop, but you just have to experience those certain types of fear like more often or do you have to oh. actually sit there and be like okay you know like almost like that introspection like reflection on yourself and being like okay i don't want to keep acting like this every time i encounter this mm -hmm. stimulus yes so like, it, um actually i was reading another article on this and um fear almost always stems from association so it's kind of like exposure. The more mm -hmm. you get exposed to it, the less scary it is. You become kind of complacent with it. And like, for example, I'll use this as an example, although it's kind of a sad one. Uh, in the United States, our the news is kind of just blasting you with violence all the time. Yeah. And then you become numb to it. It's the same thing with fear. Oh, okay. So the more you expose yourself, the more you associate with it. It's uh, it's easier to stomach, I guess mm -hmm. is how I'll put that. Yeah, you can like retrain those pathways to not be afraid. They okay. did it with mice where they would like shock them, they made them scared of a noise, and then they just kept playing the noise without shocking them and they got over it eventually. It's like when you realize the sweater under your bed isn't a monster. But, like but think about mm -hmm. it. When when was that moment when you grew out of that as a child? Cuz that's like a technical fear of darkness or some mystery that you have to develop mm -hmm. first, right? Do you ever get over the fear of darkness? Well, <coughs> uh if I could actually jump in, I was Something I came across, uh, humans are actually only born with two innate fears. And darkness is actually not one of them. It is height and loud noises. So those are the two things that humans pretty much come built in the system that they're afraid of. And it, it was kind of cool how they did. Well, one of the tests was kind of cool. <laughs> the, the, to figure out the loud noises, that's not such a cool experiment. Basically, you make loud noises around babies to try and scare them. Oh, the Yes. The um, however, there was another Alfie. experiment that they were doing Alfie. with human babies where you would have like, Albert. you would have basically a table. Half of the table was wood and the other half was glass. And you would put the baby on the wooden side of the table and you would kind of coerce the baby to walk towards the glass because the glass is transparent. The baby can see that it, there's mm. a fall and the babies wouldn't go on the glass because they were innately afraid of height, Okay. which is so the path I kind of went down with with normal fear because I kind of get into the supernatural stuff because that's what sure. I do. But um, for kind of the inherent fears and stuff, uh, what I came across is more or less the rest of the fears that you've come to know are more or less learned 
they're not built into the hardware, which I thought was cool. That's really yeah. I didn't. I would. I definitely would have thought darkness would would have been on mm-hmm. there. I used to be afraid of the dark because I would my eyes would like form the things I was afraid of, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. think all the scary movie trailers I watched as a little kid on TV, like not trying to watch those, that scared the shit out of me. Probably caused my fear of the dark because I would picture some horrifying image from like. The Grudge, which I was at like five or right. something, and then did the not... dark would build it. Yeah, and then yeah. The, I would look in the darkness of the closet that's open. I just remember I had to close the door because if I saw into that dark box, it would just form those images in my mind. And I, and Dang. then once you outgrow that, you're not afraid of the dark anymore. Mm-hmm. At least that was me. And then going off of not being afraid of the dark, um, what about fear that transitions into adulthood, but in the sense where you have to kind of find your place in society really social anxiety like another type mm-hmm. of fear that i'm talking you, about can i uh, give you a term because yeah. i got into anxiety yeah. fear too fomo fear, fear of, of missing, missing out, out. Mm. that is an anxiety based fear where let's say the four of you guys are going to the bar and i have to clock in and some people have anxiety about that and they, they're like they're gonna have the greatest night of their life and i'm stuck at work and then you start stressing and worrying about that so we also have social fears too which is mm-hmm. interesting to think about the, the way the way i like to think about it um participating in the lifestyle that we're all sitting in you have to abide by a couple of rules to make the whole society function so any altercations where it's like whether a fight or something just like out of the norm, I feel like induces a lot of fear into people. And some mm-hmm. people just go straight to that yelling and stuff, you know, just being really aggressive. Like the rise of Karens online, you know, talking about that. Like what's going on with that? Like what's the, what's the main issue there? Are they just like super angry people? Or is it just like some actual weird fear that they have on like what's their side of the story? Why are they tripping about other people, you know? Is that making sense to you? Okay. Mm-hmm. A little bit. I guess when I was thinking about, like, what you were saying, like, as far as, like, social anxiety goes, I went to Vegas, I think it was, like, last year. I'm sorry, this is not, like, this is not really along the same lines, but mm-hmm. kind of. Um, and for, like, the first time, I really, like, I felt, like, really claustrophobic. Like, I was walking down, like, mm-hmm. Fremont, and, like, there's just so many people, lights, yeah. it's loud, and I'm, like, I hate, because normally I'm, like, okay, there's, like, you know, I can go this way. I can get away from people. Like, no, there's no, no way. And just like you were saying with like fights and everything, get really loud. Mm-hmm. Like, I, there's no way I'm gonna be able to detect if something's going on because it's so loud in here. Like, I, I'm gonna have mm-hmm. no idea. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, just that alone really freaked me out, and I couldn't relax. Um, I, I at the mo in the moment, I didn't really feel like I was scared. It was more anxious. Mm-hmm. But now looking back, I'm like, no, nah, that's a total fear. Like, I was absolutely yeah. scared in that moment. Right, right. That's a relatable feeling for to, oh. to Vegas for me. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I get a lot of anxiety in mm-hmm. Vegas, and it, yeah. it is probably fear. It's like just a weird place. There's I mean, nowhere to go. There's like no escape route from the whole little maze that you're stuck in well, with everyone else. And I think just like in what, what Nolan was talking about with like what you see on the TV and everything like that, I mean, we just saw what ha- – I mean, well, you know, it was a couple of years later, but we that saw w- how vulnerable really we are in yeah, those mm-hmm. situations mm-hmm. after what happened at Mandalay Bay in that in that concert. Oh, and so I hated mm-hmm. being in mass yeah. like and I know it sounds just paranoid, but at the same time, if you do get so used to that then you begin to neglect it, so it's like then you ne- then you're never really ready in my mind. Dude, I, yeah, man. So I then I struggle I struggle with that and I'm like I need to learn to just relax, but at the same time, like this is a genuine fear of mine. I got to tell you, I 
ever since that whole shooting from the Dark Knight, I'm always a little more tense yeah. at movie yeah. theaters. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm being I'm being serious. Like, like I'm just a little more as you a little be. more alert now. I'm like, I yeah. think you should. Dude, be. Holy like fuck. the crazy thing is, I actually I like after that happened, I developed a plan mm-hmm. in my mind. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, I've just I, I don't really. It's kind of dark, so I'm not gonna get into it. But yeah, like for just example, like you see something, you now have an association to the thing that happened, and that's where your fear culminates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now that that happened and kind of close to where we all live. I think we do think twice about movie theaters now, which if you look at that statistically is irrational, sure, but, it, yeah. but is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, well, that, that reminds me of something that happened to me like a couple years ago. I was just at Walgreens just buying some candy or something. And this dude walks in and he's in like a black trench coat with a black duffel bag. And he's just like had a weird vibe. Um, he sets the duffel bag down by the counter so he can go like shop around and this dog that was with someone else in line starts freaking out and barking at the guy and then i'm just thinking like there's a fucking bomb in that bag it's gonna blow up this place we're all dead and like the line was taking forever i'm like we need to fucking go we need and i actually had a like panic attack and i was like verbally like like jamie was there and she's like dude calm down and i was almost like freaking everyone out in the room i almost like blew the (laughs) the air of the room you almost blew the bomb i almost blew the bomb (laughs) up dude i was like there's a fucking bomb in there we gotta get out of here and then I'm just once I walked out of there, I was just like, "Wow!" I was literally fearing for my life just because of this. What I saw on TV from yeah. all this shit. The idea. I, yeah. Yeah. The, the idea, idea of it. That guy had nothing threatening to do. He just didn't mm-hmm. want to carry the bag around when he shopped. But. But now, now, if you yeah. weren't with, if you weren't with Jamie, do you think you would have felt a little more relaxed? No, equally no. afraid. Equally. I was okay. fearing my own life and the life of okay. everyone there. But my, I was like fearing death in that moment. I was like, I don't want to go out in a fucking Walgreens right now. Or a Skittles. Right. Mm-hmm. No, and I understand. And I think if I was like in Vegas alone, if I never was in Vegas alone, I think it would have been a little bit better. Because at least I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about whoever else I'm with. Because I honestly felt like responsible. Hey, I'm taking care of like these people right That's now. probably part of it though. So like I felt sure. really overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I felt the same way. I'm like, we just got to get out of here. Like I don't like it. Yeah. There's probably nothing wrong, but I feel like I'm we're vulnerable and I don't like it. But if I if I may ask, along with the the social fears, how do you all conduct yourselves at parties like for me it's just really intense to be around a lot of people all the time like i've gotten better over the years at like really controlling that and just like trying to make friends with people but at the same time it's just it does honestly freak me out just like everyone's just just so many energies going on you know so this is kind of the crazy thing for me I, i mean like i probably have some rational fears out there but mine mostly are irrational or supernatural fears. And we can get into that later. But like, for example, I've always felt comfortable around people. And maybe it's because I'm a bigger guy. I don't really ever feel threatened. Like, for example, as an anecdote, remember that time we were at a friend's house in Boulder Mm -hmm. and that fight broke out and I just jumped in and broke it apart. Mm -hmm. People don't scare me. My personal fear is what I can't see or I don't understand. Mm. So social situations don't ever freak me out. Because even if I make myself look stupid, I'll guys, I'm stupid. I'll say it. I don't care. But Mm. um, like another fun anecdote, uh, when Jake and I were living together, one of our friends uh, had let her friend basically come in uh, and stay the night because they were kind of drunk from – going to the bars and they didn't want to go home so they they came in uh jake and i i don't think we actually knew that there were people in our house we had no idea and i woke up because 
my my bedroom door was next to the bathroom door mm-hmm. and this guy was just so drunk he didn't know where he was so he just kept trying to open my door so i woke up and i was like looking around and i was like dude no that was in my head that was in my head and then the door was like wiggled again and can you guess what the first thing i thought was uh, ghost yeah. not not someone in my house i was like oh my god really <laughs> it's then, happening you're not i was like afraid if it was an dude intruder. i was like this building is new <laughs> i was like it can't be haunted and then and then i saw the bathroom turn like the bathroom light turned on and i heard a guy in there and i was like oh oh my god this is like this is like we're being robbed so i just got up opened the door calmly like uh, i i think you remember that because i opened the door and he was there and i was like what, can I help you? And he was just drunk, so I grabbed him, put him on the couch, and I was like, "Stop moving, go to sleep." <laughs> and then Jake came out because he heard me talking to the guy, and I was like, "Dude, I thought we were getting robbed, but no, there's just some drunk guys." <laughs> Dude, yeah, that was yeah, that freaked me out too because all I heard was like, at first I didn't hear anything, and then it was the same thing where I was like, "No, that's like upstairs or something." Yeah, and then I'm like. Oh, no, no one's talking to somebody right now. <laughs> and I go out there and sure shit. Or, and like with the social anxieties, I think part of it too is like when, when my, when my brother went out for his 21st birthday. Right. And he got drugged. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was like, hands down, like that ruined it for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, like, look how stupid, like, I, and that's why, like, I don't really, it's hard for me now to like, let myself really go like at a bar, like that public place. Cause then. Once I start to let go and like, I just, I don't know. Like, what if this dude wants to. Your, your alertness level kind of drops. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, see what you're I don't want to let it get to there. So as far as parties and stuff, if it's in a place where I'm familiar with, I'm game. And honestly, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. who's there yeah, for the even, most part. If it's I feel pe- pretty comfortable. If but, it's like people, you know, too. Yeah. You tend to stay around people, you know, and then. Yeah. But what about when you're in like, branch out? when you are forced to branch out though, have you okay. guys, you guys ever put yourself mm-hmm. in there in that I, situation? I mean, yeah. Cause Again, Jake can kind of attest to this. I joined how many wedding parties that night? I just jumped in. Yeah. But yeah, that that stuff doesn't scare me. But that's what's cool about fear is it's unique to every person. Mm-hmm. Like that's just what's that's so, so interesting to me. Yeah, like your response, I would have been most afraid of it being an intruder and like sec- <laughs> if it, I would rather Straight it be ghost. a ghost. I was like I hope I would have been like I hope yeah. it's a ghost and not a dude who's going to like yeah. kill me and yeah. steal nah, my shit. No, nah, when I thought it was a ghost, the blankets were up to my eyes and I was like, dude, no the way, no way. A ghost can't even touch you. Dude, well, I mean, well, I even know. going off of that like when you're forced to kind of branch out like even coming to Denver, like the first time I had to do this, like I was a little bit like, especially with everything that's going on right. like in the cities, it, yeah, man, it scared, scared the crap out of me. And especially uh, while all this was going on, uh, me and then a couple of other, other friends went and got our like concealed carries. And so right. like, we we're just like carrying and it, and it's not, and again, it sounds irrational. It really does. But then you just see all these people that are like, get caught off guard. And I'm like, I never want that to be me. Or if it does, like, I just hope they just put me out and I don't even have a chance. Like, I at least want to have – I want at least a leg above anybody right. so I have – I at least have a chance. Yeah. And it sounds – again, it sounds crazy, but that is a fear, right? Just like you're saying, yeah, no, fears no. are so it, different. Yeah. And, like, that's just mine. Well, dude it, – oh, go ahead, Jim. It's interesting that, like, fear, I think, stems from loss of control. Mm. And mm. I think that's the biggest thing because it, yeah, I read something about, like, mm. so you're walking in the woods and a lion pops out. You're going to be like, oh, shit, a lion, I'm going to die. You go to a zoo, you look at the same exact lion, it's behind glass. You you think, oh, I know that lion's not going to do anything. It's cute. But as Two different responses breaks, to the same animal. Yes. Yeah. 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 And yeah, what's yeah. the difference? Lack of control. 
Or control. just a really thick plate of glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's control and just change from the usual. Because you're walking on a path and uh, even driving and then construction pops up, you get like a little bit anxious. Your heart rate goes up mm-hmm. a little bit. Because that's a change to ooh, your daily routine. when you drive past a cop car and you just realized it was there. Do you know? Mm-hmm. That's probably uh, where I've gotten the most adrenaline oh, in my yeah. life. Oh, and it's like, I didn't yeah. do anything wrong. Yeah, and then you're just, just like, oh. But it's that little first you're start. Doing, yeah, and you're, you're, you're not even speeding, but you like you pass the cop and you're like, Oh God! And it's just because you're you think that you're speeding when you're not. That's the most adrenaline I and get. And what in it my is, life, and again, honestly. it's like he's not <laughs> on your <laughs> usual routine. Like if right. you saw that cop there every day, you'd probably you know be like, you would know. Oh, look, he's there still giving down tickets. Ha 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 ha. So yeah. is the reason for that because of the the fight or flight response and kind of the the body's response because it's danger, right? And yeah. uncertainty means you could die and like at that basic level your body's just trying to keep you from dying yeah, yeah so, so yes. anything unexpected has more risk so like courage is basically learning how to control that response mm-hmm. courage, is, courage is the mm-hmm. high courage road, is basically. you have it mm-hmm. and you still go towards it yeah like you feel that feeling and you just control yeah that's, that that's so funny and you were talking about like the lion you know going up to it um not not a lion but we went out we were actually ju- we were shooting out at um by my friend cruz's land mm-hmm. And uh, we brought Bo, shout out Bo. Um, we were, uh, yeah, we were shooting, and he has cows. He has like cattle and stuff. And there was a baby, and like cruising air going up and like saying hi. And Bo's just like kind of standing back. And he's like, dude, I don't like animals that are bigger than me, and <laughs> they can mess me up. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so weird because like I've just never thought because I kind of like I you wouldn't say I, gr- I didn't cows. grow with uh, grow up with them, but I did. I had a lot of interaction with them. And so I was just like, dang, like they, they really could. Like, I mean, they're, they don't know that <laughs> yeah. they could, but I mean, they're, yeah, they're a lot bigger than you. I just never and thought about it that way. It was so funny. Like, it's just has, a cow. And has he never been around cows as much? I mean, I don't think from the sounds of it. <laughs> well, not. it doesn't even have to be a cow, right? If you think about even in kind of a more rural town, if you're not the farmer, how often are you around animals bigger than you? Almost <laughs> never. Right. Yeah. It's intimidating to man. go up to a horse or something. Yeah. Oh, Dude, yeah. they're big animals. It's just all meat that's scary man yeah, that's dude. all power and then once you realize like you're actually petting them you're just like i couldn't move you if i like no, no. yeah it's like i just one yeah. thing i think that's really cool about this the the fear thing that i think people kind of overlook is when people say fear you immediately think flight or fight or flight right but i just i think it's cool to think where that came from right it's just from us being so ancient it's an ancient fear mm-hmm. it's an mm-hmm. ancient response that has been programmed into us I mean, very primitive. That's just yeah. so cool. It's it, so primitive. It's, like, and it's cool to see it activate. I was reading about that, how it like actually works. Like your amygdala in your brain. I think, yeah. If I'm yeah. saying that right. I, I think it's amygdala. 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 Yeah. Like how that releases the hormones, and it's it's mm-hmm. the initial response is you freeze, and this is most animals will freeze when they're freaked, and then they prepare that that adrenaline gets you ready for if you have to run or fight. It's there. Like your pupils will dilate, mm-hmm. you start breathing heavily. I see everything. And then, <laughs> well, you know what? When people get really scared and they puke, that's an interesting response oh, because it's your yeah. body shuts down unnecessary uh, functions like mm-hmm. digestion. Oh, so, that makes so much sense now so when I'm it, legitimately scared. And remember, mm-hmm. like when we would watch horror movies, I would almost like, <laughs> yeah, I would get scared. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. That's a good thought. I mean, even with hunting like you were saying when animals get scared like when you when you're hunting an animal you don't want them to be on the run you don't want to spook them because that adrenaline like all the stuff that goes in it actually goes to the meat and it tarn it like taints the oh, meat oh totally. right
right. And Whoa. so like there's a true like physiological process that takes place. Yeah, as you're well. transforming. You're with actually the, with transforming. The, yeah, with the psychological yeah, ready to part of it. Hide or run. Right. So right. And kind of to build on that point, the amygdala, because um, I kind of ended up learning about this from the others, like from another angle, which was on on this more like weird metaphysical kind of like like sort of hippy dippy stuff but basically like they think about it and, and like also from a neuroscience perspective there's like a reptile brain and yes. then there's an the animal brain and then there's the human cortex that goes around that mm-hmm. so the brain is like basic levels built on each other it's so ancient mm-hmm. but when you're in, in fear you kind of reduce yourself into that reptile brain the emotional stuff is like the animal brain and then that higher reasoning and ability to slow down and like piece together your situation and make decisions that aren't just based on what's in front of you that's the human cortex so you go into the animal brain and all the way into the reptile brain sometimes when you're scared so as a mechanism to like you are not a full human when you're afraid uh, so think about, wow. think about put that so wow. think, think about chronic fear then if you're living in the life of constant anxiety Whoa. and fear you're like a you put yourself in your reptile brain you're not even like using your humanity. Then, then think you, about you got to break through that. Think wow. about how we're getting bombarded every day with media to the point that you were saying earlier. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's maybe it is off. to control you in one way. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh wow. Like that's the stuff that actually freaks me out. Is like the control and fear that is like used to. S- to, I think it could be as simple as to sell stuff. You, it mm-hmm. might be easier mm-hmm. to sell products to someone who's afraid. Dude, again, Make FOMO. them scared, sell mm-hmm. them a solution. Right. Like, oh, man, everyone has the Air Jordans and I don't. I can't yeah. be the only one that does not that's, that's if Social anxiety, which I would easily put into the classification of fear. So oh, if yeah. arguably, I, I think whether this is right or wrong, I kind of get this sense that as human beings, well, in comparison to animals, some are born to run, fly, and what have you. The only, like, instinct that we're created with which maybe with like you guys are saying is just fear you know to a sense that's like our like the most primitive instinct yeah that we have. I, I think you know that's kind of what i'm gathering from this conversation and then maybe to add more to to the but you both are saying wouldn't you want to control that aspect if you have to grow up in this world is that what you, you were know? talking about, kind of? You said there's ways to train yourself to be taking the high road all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's staying away from that like, fight or flight response. It's not really like a fancy term or anything. It's really just exposure. So, like, for example, uh, I guess let's use let's use social anxiety, mm-hmm. right? Okay, mm-hmm. so, like, for example, there's a really popular TV show, right, Impractical Jokers. I'm sure you guys mm-hmm. have all heard of it. So it, when yeah. they started – they would give them menial tasks like of kind of like making someone uncomfortable and these people couldn't do it because it was so nerve-wracking but now that they're five seven seasons in they have no problem talking to strangers anymore because they were doing it day to day or like another example now uh, and this is actually going to bring me into a point um that i i want to have with you guys because i think it's a really cool concept but another example is if you're afraid of snakes and you just expose yourself. Here's a little gardener snake, and and you move your way up. Snakes won't bother you anymore if you if you're holding them, you're looking at them. You understand it really can't hurt you. Uh, now I use snake uh, on purpose because there's an argument there that humans are also biologically afraid of snakes. I've heard that. I actually. Me too. So this is what I'm going to put on the table, and I want to hear your guys' takes on this. I actually don't think it's it's um, uh, biological. I think it's cultural. Because yeah. what is one of the first stories that you remember? Adam and Eve and who betrayed them? The snake. It's definitely cult. That's yeah, a cult I, I think it's cultural. Man. 
I don't think now obviously snakes can't snakes kill you, but there's maybe one or two snakes on this planet that actually eat humans. Yeah. And they rarely do it. And then there's poisonous ones, the but poisonous not ones here. Like, right, right. Rattlesnakes, but Yeah. We also we have other poisonous snakes and Black Mamba. Yeah, like cotton in America. Mouth. Yeah. Yeah. But Anaconda. Yeah, I, I so the only, <laughs> the only counter yeah. argument I can think about that <laughs> is <poisonous>. in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> the only counter argument I can think about that is uh when Remember when people used to throw pickles behind cats and it was a big in YouTube sensation? Oh, interesting. And they interesting. get freaked out and it was saying because they thought it was snakes and they had a fear of snakes. Yeah. And that's why they jump. But I feel like... But it could also be... We just saw your just... cat jump from a water bottle. I didn't think that that cat <laughs> thought that was a snake. And she went like four feet vertically. <laughs> I think it's just the surprise yeah, that also... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, snakes mm-hmm. are ambush, right? They're ambush cats predators. Or you just don't expect it. You're walking along and all of a sudden you hear... And look yeah. down and something's slithering by you. That makes me jump, and I'm not afraid of snakes. And yeah, I've so jumped because I've looked down and there's a guard of snakes. Situation around. based as well. Yeah, like yeah. Situation based. The difference based is, is like if it. you saw if you felt one crawling across your feet right now. Yeah, I think I'd be probably freaked out too. And I'm not that afraid right. of snakes. But now if we're like, hey, this is in a cage here, you're gonna hold them. Or like you're at a pet. Would you, show. Right, right, would you right. still be afraid? Yeah, like it depends on the snake, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're at a pet show and they like hand you the snake. Yeah, it's right, like, oh, right, cool. Right. And when you, you put it around it's your just shoulder, a long bicep, cool. it's not as scary. Right. Yeah, there. <laughs> and maybe at one point in our evolution, maybe that was a primitive thing. Yeah, and it, but it maybe could be. we've. I I just personally think it's cultural because if I you think too. snakes are always the villains, always. always. And yeah. I guess you could argue that they're the villains because they're biologically our our opponent, quote unquote. But I think it's more cultural than anything. Yeah, I also saw totally. you can learn that from watching other people. If you're around people who are terrified of snakes, you pick that up. Yeah, and a lot of people are afraid a lot of, of snakes. Yeah, it's their a lot. Parents were afraid of snakes and stuff. So. A lot of fears you don't Ask actually them. have to experience yourself. You'll pick it up by other people being afraid of that. Right. What about spiders? Does it say anything about spiders? I didn't really look into spiders. I don't like them, though. I um, have a question. That's a good them, question, though. That is a good question. Mice. Why are people so afraid of mice? Have you ever seen them? They're like small, them. intimidating. Whoa. Everything eats them. They basically have heart attacks if you scare them enough. <laughs> it, it might be because of the diseases that they carried in the meat. Mm, that's, that's, true. But that's true. If nobody told you they had diseases, why are you gonna freak out when one runs? So I I don't know. Maybe it maybe that is did that not, why it's maybe like diseases. But so why do people? Freak it only out? takes like one event to to actually rewrite DNA. Like for example, like Holocaust victims saw their in that lifetime and the next generation, people more likely to like hold, retain a higher fat content. Purely because of that starvation oh, period, it goes into the DNA. Here. So one generation. So the bubonic plague in the Dark Ages probably could have DNA modified us to be afraid of rats for a while. Maybe it's dying off now, but that's, I think, definitely a possibility with that one. Interesting. And again, does it come back to lack of control? That's something that is in your maybe possibly in your yeah. home that you're seeing. They also and now move you're around like, like crazy. I mean, <laughs> I mean the yeah, startle yeah, effect. I guess yes. there, there's yeah. not much. Uh, you, you know, can't I mean, really catch. You can set up traps. You can do that. Yeah. You have that amount of control. But ultimately, and same thing with spiders, right? Like you don't. If you see one, yeah, I mean you can kill it. But at the end of the day, like you can't stop them from coming in. Right? Coming yeah, there, in, are, there are people who see a spider right here, like ten feet away, and they'll still run away. And I like spiders. But it's because I know that they eat more annoying bugs. Like, I don't right. mind them, mm-hmm. but if they're on me, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm Look cool them with them up to the point of them having actual hair, like tarantulas. <laughs> Get away from me. Well, you can, like, you what are you trying to do, you DNA You didn't hold a tarantula when you were a kid? <laughs> no. So no? No, dude, it's learning. Yeah. I it's Rosie. learning. I Soon Rosie. they'll have fur. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's gonna be like talking to you soon right <laughs> oh god all no. those eyes so <laughs> I kind of want to dive into the supernatural. I've been kind of itching for this because I think – so first off, I'm going to state I do think that there are supernatural forces at play. But that being said, I also think 95% of what people experience and are afraid of can be explained away. So, yes, we do exist, the people that believe and that can rationalize things. (laughs) Now, that being said, it totally is real. But let's continue. (laughs) So – there are certain things that I think we kind of fear, and it's definitely cultural. Like, for example, ghosts, superstitions, curses, demons, whatever you want to call these things, right? Or voodoo. Uh, voodoo is a thing that a lot of people are afraid to even, like, learn about because they're so afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Now, I think – well, I guess I shouldn't say I think. This is kind of the research I came across. That Why we're afraid of them is more or less because these concepts that we're trying to shape, they're abstract. And maybe this goes back to Jimmy's point on – lack of control they're abstract we we cannot we can't we can't mold the shape of them in our brain and like confidently perceive it i guess so i think that's where a lot of the fear from the supernatural stuff comes and it's also association right so uh, let's say tate's been watching all these horror movies and then for example his door jiggles and he thinks it's a ghost because that's all he's been seeing Mm -hmm. um there's one thing i learned in in this research that i think that was really cool about your eyes I'm sure we all have the story of I was watching TV or I was doing something and then something moved and I looked really Mm -hmm. fast at the Mm -hmm. corner of my eyes. Well, what's kind of cool, and you could argue both ways for this, but you actually probably did see something move or you actually did perceive something moving because even though you're focusing on one thing, your eyes are still actively looking other places. So if something just subtly moves, your eyes pick it up even though your brain didn't. So you just see – something move and you don't know what it was which boils it back down to the reptile brain because now i have the fear of someone watching me that feeling just let me tell you this the fear of the duck that is always watching oh remember (laughs) that fear yeah in this in this basement where we're recording right now stop that happens to me all the time all the time no seriously no it doesn't i'm not even i'm not even i love that you brought that up so I thought I, notes, I thought I was just being paranoid. No, dude, in my mm-hmm. notes, I wrote it down as that feeling because we've all had it where you're just doing something and you're like, I think something's watching me right now. Uh, and it turns out from what from what I kind of was reading about it, um, it's just patterns that your eyes are seeing and they do that naturally. It's kind of from evolution because it's looking you can call it uh, um pareidolia even if you want because that's a form of it where you see faces and things that don't exist Mm -hmm. and that's kind of a uh, pareidolia is an offshoot of and i'm going to try and pronounce this right i think it's it's um apophenia i don't know if i can say it but basically it's seeing patterns that don't actually exist Mm -hmm. so like for example I think I see something move out of the corner of my eye then it gets kind of cold and then I maybe hear a whisper I'm seeing a pattern, but that pattern doesn't actually. Re- and now, in my mind, conclusion: ghost. But mm-hmm. those are probably three unrelated things. Correlation okay. and causation. Yes. Now, this is really cool, and this is kind of the last thing I'll spit out about supernatural. But this is really cool. So there's a guy that was doing a study on the fear of ghosts specifically, and he didn't give an exact number, but he said almost all of the people he were studying, they that had fear of ghosts um basically their fear was stemming from all of them had a fear of being alone at night 
and from that fear alone the the fear of ghosts actually stems from his research mm. and what's really cool about it that you can kind of explain is a lot of people think if you know when you say i'm afraid of ghosts people kind of laugh at you but this was another like the final cool thing i was reading in his article is that um ghost the fear of ghosts is kind of a spectrum like for example claustrophobia like some people are afraid of just being in an elevator but other people are fine with being in an elevator that are claustrophobic so the same thing goes with ghosts so someone could just be honestly afraid of being alone at night and they just correlate that to ghosts mm. when then there's someone like me who if my drapes move i'm gonna sleep on the couch <laughs> That's interesting. The fear of alone causes ghosts. Yeah, yeah. In his, like, in his study specifically, I can't say. Just that even that's... thinking about that concept, you're alone, so you're imagine you're. Yeah, you're alone. You're afraid, yes. so you're starting to imagine things are with you, and then that's and, what scares you. But it kind of it's kind of like you coping with being alone, and then it makes you even more afraid. We're so mm-hmm. dumb. that's that's hmm. in, that's an interesting and maybe that concept. Stems, maybe that oh, stems is. from humans being social creatures hmm. is what i kind of perceived it as is we are so social because you know at the end of the day your beliefs are your beliefs but we came from from monkeys basically or apes or whatever you want to say and all of them all of our relatives are social animals and i'm sure not that they'd be afraid of ghosts but i'm sure a social animal like a chimpanzee or a gorilla would also be uncomfortable sleeping alone yeah, you put it in a cage yeah. by itself, it's mm-hmm. not going to be yeah. happy. Even people, no they have, like, solitary confinement. Why they said it's mm. so it's bad is cool. because when you're by yourself for that long, you start to, like, it does stuff to your psyche. You start mm-hmm. to talk to yourself too much. Yeah. <laughs> you just start, like, people will deteriorate some. I heard they'll talk to things that aren't there. Yeah. Well, you have, to, call you, down have, to, being you have to be social, so mm-hmm. you make up what's there. Yeah, it's huh. like that social engine has to go in your brain otherwise it'll just figure out something you'll just talk to the empty room i mean think about wilson the volleyball yeah (laughs) Yeah. no kidding it's interesting i heard i was reading that fear is necessary to learn uh like a little bit of fear is good but too much is bad because it's saying like all the stress you feel when you're studying actually helps you learn better Hmm. the fear of anxiety will actually help you do better Mm -hmm. on tests that's what and I've heard, too. There's a couple too. studies on that. Yeah, I've heard that, especially with sports, too. Like, you actually don't want to go into doing anything, like, too relaxed. You want to have a little bit of anxiety because, it, you know, it does that, that mm. physio- those physiological processes begin to take place and mm. things like that. So it is good to have, whether whether it's fear or anxiety, anxious, whatever but, it is. Yeah, and long-term is bad. I'll give an example. You've probably seen, like, a dog or a cat that's constantly afraid, and they always are bug-eyed and, like, yeah. shaking and looking yeah. at everything's going to kill them. <laughs> and that's just that. constant fear. And then there's right. those animals that are afraid of nothing, and they usually just lay there and do nothing. Right, right. <laughs> One fear that I've always, like, found interesting, and I don't I don't think I – I mean, maybe when I was younger, but a lot of, like – I lived out in eastern Colorado where, like, tornadoes were prominent. So, mm. like, fearing weather. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have to be a tor- – it can be when, like, dark clouds roll in. Be like you know younger kids they get freaked out and like i'm just like dang like that's crazy to me but i wonder also is there we had tornado sirens and mm-hmm. and so they were really loud yeah. so it kind of goes back to a lot of noises had they not yeah. been there would they have been as afraid oh. if not or, or like for me i remember 
it would go on the TV, and the TV would go and make the, those really loud yeah. announcements. Yeah. And those freaked oh, me yeah. out, man. Those freaked me out. Dude, even now, like, even when your phone does it, mm-hmm. like, I go, oh, God. And then I look, yeah. I'm like, God, mm-hmm. it was a warning. <laughs> right. Yeah, like the um, the Amber Alerts. Yeah. Things like yeah. that. But, but you, I, you mean to tell me, though, if right now the city's alarms were to go off, oh, you yeah. guys wouldn't be afraid that Yeah, often. yeah. It's because yeah. the sun. I would be off. completely terrified. I think sound is very mm-hmm. associated with fear all the time. Look at horror movies when that thing pops out is it just usually a pop out or is it something else where it's like no Mm -hmm. there's actually something yeah the sound thing is actually really cool because people always talk about how horror movies are cheesy and whatnot but they do one of the coolest things that you can ever imagine so why you feel uncomfortable in certain scenes is because of the low volume noises they're making Mm -hmm. and because that mimics our ancient predators like for example big cats you can't actually hear it with your ears but you can feel it uh, big cats like make noises, and we don't actually hear it, but our body feels it. Yeah, so that's, that's actually horror movies play on our most like basic biology, which I think is so cool. I hate them for it. <laughs> that is God, cool. is it cool? I mean, try and watch a movie. You can probably Google. You go to YouTube and watch it. A horror movie without the soundtrack. Yeah. It is not scary at all. It's no. not scary. At all. Right. It, it could be and a then, comedy. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, like it's like com- yeah. It's basically you're watching a sitcom without a laugh track. So yeah. Now, what if you went? What if fun. you did it vice versa? Where you turned off the visual. Ooh, there and are turned on the. I audio. bet it would be oh, just. Is there like scary. a certain frequency that actually like freaks us? Like that is actually like. Oh, I think so, yeah. low there sound. is. Okay. I I, I, I can't I give you the exact too. like what it is, what it's decibel like or what hurts to what hurts, but there is a range that we are just naturally uncomfortable with because we don't hear it, but our body feels it, which I'm assuming is a red alarm for the brain, and the brain's mm-hmm. like. Because it's a scramble of signals, right? Mm-hmm. You can't hear it, but your body's like, hey, buddy, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. It's like, brain, what do you got over there? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't hear anything. <laughs> do you think that's why we like heavy bass in our music now? Because it's almost like forcing that fear, scary sound oh, down your throat. Cause I it's, love that bass. That sub-frequency range, I think, is where like that really low frequency is where the, the fear sounds are, I think. I, I don't know. I could I'm be sure. wrong. When I'm listening to it, I don't really get a sense of fear from bass, though. So I don't I'm either, maybe, maybe it's that's the why tone, we like but it, a thrill. From maybe it. there's something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, but you get. Yeah, maybe it's not just it the low rush. frequency. Maybe it's like the tone and the. It's the dissonance in scary movies, too, because yeah. it'll be like that low sound, like, and then a really high, like, yeah. So I, I want to yeah. kind of broach the subject more to what you're talking about. What we're talking about uh, scary movies. Mm-hmm. Now, I love that you can really get into that whole aspect of it where you know you're like really paying attention to how, what the sounds do yeah and how it like incites a lot of fear with the supernatural but in brutal honesty for me it, that like the whole story is just so illogical that i just can't be fearful of it just wait you haven't had anything yet just wait it gets real logical real fast <laughs> like I, i'm just i'm just saying uh, saying to me it has to like i don't know what it is but it just doesn't make it's too predictable at times like right I know right that, right so I'm just not scared of scary movies. What I what I yeah. like going off of the sounds. I just thought of this um, when and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's like the Annabelle movies where they actually started using happy like traditionally happy songs, oh. and they make them really like it makes it really oh, scary because no. they're like, associating um, that with the visual. Yeah, th- there's a really lot of the Blumhouse. Is it yeah. Blumhouse that does oh, that with us. a lot of their movies? Yes, movie us did it, and then the one at, uh, the one before us too, didn't it? I can't remember uh, the name. Like a get really out, nice song yeah. During like yeah, a get out. I don't remember. Okay, I don't either. I know but... us did. They had a uh, 
I got five on it. Yeah, the that. Oh, that really? They played they it like a, like a horror movie. Horror like, horror yeah, remix. and I didn't realize it was that song until like the very end. And I was listening to it. I was like, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> and now we're laughing about it. Right? Like, oh, how is that man. scary? Though? So, in the moment, I have a a question. Like, why do people enjoy fear? Like, people enjoy Ooh, it's adrenaline. A, yeah, it's, it's the yeah, like the cheese. like scary like yeah. the um, yeah haunted houses things like yeah, that. but people. You you think you don't want to avoid it because it's not the point of fear, but people like it. Well, you actually, in my own opinion, you kind of already answered your own question, right? Uh, you and I guess you and Jake both kind of had the point. We kind of thrive in that, so we we almost desire to feel it when we know we're actually safe. So I heard I was reading an article actually about that. It's the the after effect of it is so you go to a scary movie and something pops out everybody screams and then what happens right after everyone laughs mm-hmm. so you're associating a positive with that i think oh, with yeah. that i think we're also in an age where it's like we can we can do these things and we ultimately know that we're oh, going to survive so or you're going to live you know you don't really feel like your life's in jeopardy i think that probably has something to do with it do you guys ever play the game the video game fear no, i played a little it. bit of it nobody I I got that Dang. far Okay. I actually have one that we that I know the three of us can probably associate mm-hmm. with until dawn. Yeah. So actually, just recently, G Money was playing it, and he screamed so loud at a jump scare, I, I hit the ground in tears. God, oh that my was, god, that was so that funny. was brutal. <laughs> but like, so, that's the fun, right? Like the build up. You're, it's like you feel like, oh god, and then it happens, and you're laughing. You're like, that was yeah. Dumb. And I you think know. it's the but laughing. Then you go afterwards. to bed, and that's you're why like, you oh my god, because it. <laughs> it puts a positive. You know what the missing link is there for me? And I've tried this one with like. I think it was that game actually, but I was at my friend's house and he had a VR set that I was able oh, to play that awful. game. That is oh, fantastic. Man. VR. That, wait, which is scary? Wait, the Last of Us. Yes, what? I think so. It was. I, I'm not really like well versed in it, but it was something along the lines of that. It's so amazing when you have the headset and you feel like you're in there. Then the jump scares are way more impactful. But if I, I'm in front of a screen, not too right. scary. There, there. To me, there's no fear. But once you have that full immersion. For me, like, like it's ooh, actually happening, ooh, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh man, I we, wish stuff was like stuff was like that. All the we're time. going yeah. that way. I know, I know. So I, recently, I mean, I think that'd be cool to see a horror movie in virtual I reality. That sounds that'd make it so much better because a lot of oh, horror yeah. movies, I don't jump at certain things. I jump Imagine right. if you're in the scene and you can look around and it's yeah. like, nowhere you can look. That's not. It puts you in. That's it. an experience no. that looks. Yeah. yeah, I'm good. Like, it's I'm good. the next level. I'll stick to the ghost stories by the campfire, please. I'm excited for that. Um what am I trying to say? But fear versus thrill. Like, we they're get, close. We get a, they're closely related. Pretty close. And maybe we like fear because we get bored of, and don't take this the wrong way, we get bored, quote unquote, of living. So death's, the we fear get, of death spices we're, it up. We're bored of docile living. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and one of the easiest ways to get out of the whole, okay, I'm just going to clock in at my desk all day, for example, uh, uh, theme parks or roller coasters, right? It's the it's thrill because you're yeah. scared, right? Mm-hmm. That's another example of mm-hmm. how we well, almost, oh, dude, we kind of romanticize fear. Exactly, we it's love weird. it. We it's all love weird. it so much. Yeah. Isn't thrill just you need fear for thrill? Yeah, this is I the think danger so. That makes it thrill. Even something yeah. as mundane, we don't even have to talk about anything scary. We can talk about skydiving. That's yeah. not yeah. that's not horror, it's but it's scary. Yeah, and uh, people love it. Mm. It's thrilling. Because you're almost like you would die in that situation like a hundred percent of the mm-hmm. time, except for that the one weird thing you have a parachute because it's twenty twenty, not any other time in history. <laughs> but if you're falling out of the sky, you're dead. It's probably a bad thing. So you're kind of <laughs> facing your mortality when you jump out of an airplane. 
And I think that we love it because that's where like the rubber meets the road. Like everywhere else in life, you're just kind of coasting along, but your brain like it actually has to use its full potential and like do stuff. And it's kind of it's like if you have all these tools on your tool belt, you want to use them. If you're if you don't have to use them, you're you'll even make an excuse to use them. That that's even like let's even talk about the terms of like of haunted mazes or escape rooms. You you have that belt, and you almost want to test yourself. It's kind of what it is. That mm-hmm. that statement, you make excuses to use your tools, like rings a bell in my mind. What what if like that's some way related to fears that people develop of like really strange things? You mentioned fear of that duck staring at you, or like, <laughs> or, or, so or, or I can an, use the duck fear utility <laughs> belt. <laughs> exactly. No, but I'm saying like, where where do all those specific fears come from? Like, have you ever looked online about all the different fears? Like, you know. Like these phobias and stuff? The, the phobias, the super yeah. Thank you. Ones. Yeah, yeah. Really like, where does that come from? How does that fit with... Association. Right, yeah. right. I'm telling you, and, and you what, had one duck look at you the wrong day, ruins it for life. <laughs> but where does where do you think that comes from? Is that a societal thing or an innate thing that we have as human beings? I think I would lean towards innate because there's probably phobias from all over the world. And and the thing is, probably one person has only ever suffered from it, mm-hmm. and some psychologists wanted to coin a term, so they've made their, their footnote in history, you know? I, I want to say it's societal, too, though, because a f- natural fear of heights, it's not the same fear as being afraid of a square no 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 forgive me I th- are, are we talking about common phobias or out of their phobias out of their phobias see okay so mm-hmm. i guess we do disagree on this because if they're out there it's not from a society right because if it's a society caused fear multiple people are going to have it those are more than normal ones i think like snakes yes and mice. Yes, mm-hmm. yes i think those weird phobias are like an individual tra- like a traumatic response yeah. or, a traumatic or response or just a or, mental yes. in- illness even like some other issue that's like manifesting itself in that fear. Yeah, probably. like something happened to them that didn't happen to anyone else, mm-hmm. or is rare. That right, right. Or they just have some anxiety that hmm. is just. Sometimes I think people have like a mental illness, and then it just all gets directed into like one fear. Oh, right. But really, they kind of have like a chemical imbalance in their brain, or it's some other issue they're not facing, so they channel all that into being afraid mm-hmm. of something weird, mm-hmm. like squares or they have to you know hit the lights on and off seven times because oh, if mm-hmm. they don't what happens fear that's exactly. fear that that yeah. ocd mm-hmm. stuff is fear mm-hmm. like yeah. they think like yes. oh my gosh if i don't t- hit the lights 10 times my my little baby will die on his way to work today <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's like that's a completely irrational fear like this old lady's in her house just freaking out all the time and it's fear. god imagine yeah. if you keep forgetting stuff god, in that that's room so scary so are know. lucky charms based around fears? oh interesting are like lucky charms based on the fear? The no, <laughs> trinkets. Like, yeah, trinkets. Yeah. Like a rabbit foot. Huh. Or like, if yeah, I don't I wear my specific... <laughs> I was like, I wait, what? Marshmallows <laughs> in the closet. Thank you very that much. That leprechaun's <laughs> going to come after you. Didn't you see the movie? <laughs> well, for me, for me, the the lucky charms cereal is delicious. And also... <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, just joking. But as far as like keeping a rabbit foot, I don't see that as a response for fear. It's more of trying to accrue fortune in some way i think it's kind of the inverse of a phobia where you have a phobia because you're specifically afraid of it but the 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 rabbit foot let's go with that because that's a popular one it's um it's benefiting you positively if i keep my rabbit foot i will win the lottery at least you're thinking it'll keep thinking it yeah it keeps you away from a fear of something or how about this? Like, uh, it's if like I wear my lucky underwear, oh. my sports mm-hmm. team will win. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. have a fear of your sports mm-hmm. team losing, oh, okay. so you have to wear your lucky underwear. Yeah. Right, right. 
So that's what I meant by it's lucky like a, charms like are based around. Yeah. Yeah, coping mechanism. That's a good huh, way to put coping it. Mechanism. Isn't giving yourself more like power or an advantage kind of just a way to yeah. it's giving you back control? Yeah, to get your control back. Like, oh, I can't. Right. Nothing bad will happen because I got this lucky rabbit's foot. Ah, right. Yeah. Well, and you kind of said it yourself, Tate, when you're saying you have an irrational fear or you're you're afraid of dealing with one thing, so you channel all your fear mm-hmm. into something. But yeah. don't worry about the specific thing because I got my rabbit foot. It's covered. Yeah. Yeah. Just now, like, now is that a hindrance or do you think? There's some Ooh. good, like, usefulness. I think Both. it's useful. It gives you more confidence, I guess, and control. The illusion but of control adds. solve the problem. <laughs> but doesn't the illusion of control help? In certain situations, I will concede yes. But in sometimes, you got you to gotta, you gotta face the, the demon. If yeah. it's your lucky, dude, change your underwear. If, if the <laughs> Patriots lose, change your underwear is all I'm saying. Now, Don't keep those on. Now, as far as. Coping mechanism. What about alcoholism? Ooh, yeah. for fear? Drugs are also, if you're feeling mm-hmm. anxiety or fear, you just get high or mm-hmm. do a, take, take mm-hmm. drinks. That totally is like, that's actually pretty detrimental, I think, because you're you're like, both ways. you're exiting the, it can be, it can help. Yeah. But you, you can't just keep doing it. I think it's just I, a in moderation. I would say you got to yeah. face that issue. Maybe the, with a night of, yeah, have a, have a few drinks. But then at some point, you got to go back down that pathway and figure it out. I think it's yeah. a coping mechanism, especially with like social mm-hmm. anxieties and fears. Mm-hmm. I think even the illusion that you're getting drunk can help you like the people who think they're drunk so they start acting drunk and they'll be more social <laughs> right. yeah you, like you can see that the placebo effect yeah like you get to the party you're you're like yeah. oh god i gotta drink something to fit in and you're like halfway through the beer and you're like hey, hey. it's like you're not mm-hmm. really loose from half that beer but the kind of drinking it and the action of it is and what where it's it comes a ritual. from too mm-hmm. it's a that's ritual. a ritual that's a sh- social construct too because totally. people say alcohol will make you more confident like look at all movies and stuff. Yeah. But does it? <laughs> I mean, does it really make you that much more confident? Well, it shuts. Or is it, it just shuts you think down. you are. Well, let it me shuts argue down like the fear. This. It mm-hmm. shuts down the fear because that irrational fear is in your your most uh, recently created portion of brain, right? And if I'm gonna turn that off, if a couple beers turn that off, and I'm just in my mammal and my reptile brain, what am I afraid of? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> There's no snakes. <laughs> I am the snake. Or, or does the alcohol put you up into the human brain so you're not even paying attention to the reptiles? See that? Or or does, I, don't, I don't know what. Does happens. alcohol make things more scary though? Like if you're watching a scary movie, drunk is it scarier? Like Ooh, your personal. It kind of dumbs down your senses though. Right. I think with alcohol specifically, right, it's a depressant. Mm -hmm. So it's automatically, I think, going to desensitize a lot of it. But on drugs, certain drugs, that could make (gasps) that movie a hell of a lot scarier. Spooky real fast. That's true. Yeah, like, oh, gosh. I can imagine being like stimulants and watching a horror movie. (laughs) Wow. I'd probably be afraid then. (laughs) 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 My sober monkey brain can handle it. (laughs) No, I wanted to go back to the high road and the low road as far as like the drinking and stuff goes. So would you say that like coping with that fear using drinking, is that almost like a low road? That I think that is the low road. You know what I mean? Is is cope is kind of because that's what that's your immediate. That's an easy response. That's an easy thing to do. It's the quickest. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. It relates to that because it's like the quickest, fastest, easiest way to fix the problem, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't actually address the issue. Right. Mm -hmm. And since we're talking about, we're not only talking about horror movies or like ghosts or whatever. um, Earlier, I mentioned to Brian, like you know, a different type of fear would be looking at your bank account and it's zero dollars. That's scary. So that's that is actually especially Mm -hmm. if you have uh, people to support. Mm-hmm. Right, that is a that's that is a fear. legitimate mm-hmm. fear. Mm-hmm. 
And so maybe, yeah, that's maybe then you are using the alcohol to, to either take away that pain for that, for the moment, or you're abusing it and you're just taking that low road. So then how, how do they get to that high road? Is it, I mean, is it eventually like removing themselves from the situation? And I think in that specific situation, it's maybe checking daily and learning to budget. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, well, maybe in uh, not like being on that specific example of having zero dollars mm-hmm. in your right. bank account, but in order for someone to get out of the low road, so to speak, you have to know when you're there. That's true. Yeah, like you're never going to be able to leave unless. When am I actually drinking too much alcohol? Mm-hmm. Is it right. every day? Is it one beer a day too much? Is it one time a week? Like, what am I using That's it true. for? Right. Are you asking those questions? When you can ask those questions when you're in a fearful, in a situation where you have fears, then I think that's the moment when you can utilize the higher functioning parts of, mm-hmm. of your brain, mm-hmm. you know? That's when you can take a step back, when you can breathe and ask yourself questions yeah. about what's yeah. going on. But, 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 yeah. the, but the challenge is that you're already in a fear response. Your brain is already taking the low road and the high road, but the low road is faster. So you have adrenaline. What I wanted to find out, and I didn't really get this from my research, is if you ex- use exposure to cure your fear of, I know it works on one thing, like if you're afraid of snakes, you hold mm-hmm. snakes, you're not afraid of snakes anymore. But if you keep ex- doing that, can you kind of become less fearful of everything in general? Like if you were to embrace fear and expose yourself to everything you're afraid of, will you no longer be afraid of anything? Will you be able to conquer that low road? Uh, I would say uh depends on the amount of fear because if something really stressful, you'll actually be worse. An example is PTSD. Mm. Is constant exposure to intense fear will cause like all those issues later on. Yeah, and you're right. finding fear from things that you were never afraid of before. Because oh I also read a little bit into that, like how the, the little amount of fear, how it's good for you, but the the long term, like where you can't function kind of fear for that long, that'll fear. make a lasting. Whereas if you're exposed to snakes every day, it makes sense. Those you'll chemi- probably get used to it. But having mm. all those chemicals and hormones in your blood and stuff can't be good on a constant like basis there's no and even when you get numb to it like you don't get immune (laughs) you get you get numb to it then but then when you're removed i think that's where probably ptsd comes in is once you're removed it comes back well yeah you you learn how to thrive in a horrible situation so when you're back in the normal thing you're like responsible yeah misguided like you're waiting for the old life yeah you're waiting for the bad things you're hyper alert and almost and I wouldn't say that repeated exposure is going to cure you of all your other fears, but I think it's going to give you the tools that you need mentally or like psychologically to rat to, if not rationalize, at least learn how to deal with your other fears. Does that, so does that That kind of make sense? sense? Because it's kind of like what, what you were saying, Mm -hmm. like, um, it's just being able to recognize that awareness of what Mm -hmm. it feels like, kind of how to look at yourself from an outside perspective in a way that's the mm-hmm. lesson there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's that's that is a solution to a lot of problems. A lot. <laughs> that's yeah. a tough, tough solution. Though. And it really that doesn't seem a lot of issues. Maybe it comes down to how you handle your fear. Yeah. Like what your response your was, and that's how it'll respond later on. Like maybe mm-hmm. if you, I, it's it's tough. I guess it's like I guess it's like a, it's like maintaining control until your high road process takes over. Yeah, level. because if if you are like, I guess, not in control of yourself enough, you might cause so much damage during the adrenaline spike that like five minutes later, once that high road takes over, it's too late to correct the problem. And I think that's where like things like 
domestic abuse, for example, come into play where mm. like you you got the, the dude is like spiked with adrenaline, like hits his, his wife. And it's just that moment where he's on the low road. If, if like it would have been five minutes later, probably that high road thing would have taken over. That would have never happened. But maybe maybe you're spending too much time on the low road that you never get to the high road. And that's where the issues come in. Yeah. Or maybe, like definitely. you just never develop a way to get to that high road. But it's, it's crazy. What we're talking about now is like you how to take control over your brain. Which is not – it's easier said than done. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. It doesn't right. sound like all that of a complex solution, right? Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. <laughs> yeah. But – and that's the other thing. That's my question too is this, can this be taught? Uh, I'm going to say – let's go back to the tool belt. I like that. Yeah. We like, can give yeah. people the tools, but here's here's kind of my take on it. Every human being in this room, every human being listening, every human being not listening that should be listening, <laughs> we all have our own unique fears. So we all have our own unique off ramp onto the high road mm-hmm. so you can give each other we can give each other the hammer we can give each other the scalpel but we cannot we can't put them on the high road it's it's all you it has to be their choice yes your, your choice well and like yours. everyone's experience is different so it might be way mm-hmm. easier for someone and way harder for another person. right mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. you have to build your own i guess we'll call it the on ramp right because you're mm-hmm. getting onto the high road so we can help you we can give you the tools and I don't mean we as in the <laughs> five of us, but those tools are available, but we can't build it for you. Everyone is so unique because, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you gain your fear in your own unique way. So it's going to need its own unique antidote. That's a real. Yeah, I like that analogy. The, the merging. Yeah. yeah, I like that a yeah. lot. Have you tried snake oil before? <laughs> I, 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 I just, I just, <laughs> it's secure to everything. But it was actually fish oil, so it didn't work. <laughs> Fish oil is the quick fix now. Vitamins. For certain supplements. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, people your age, yeah. Oh, Oh, Ooh. The fear of death? No. (laughs) Just pop into your head? Just that popped into mine. The ultimate fear. The fear of wasting your life. Well, that's the source of all this fear. I think so. just protecting itself. You want to hear a really good quote for that, Brian? Yes, I do. Uh, This is from old Benjamin Franklin. Most people die at 25 and are buried at 75. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> oh my! That cut deep. Yeah. Oh. Wait, wait. Most so people die I at guess what age? My reptile 25. brain. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Well, I'm dead. So <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple months. Yeah, we got a couple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm dead. I, I wish I lived. Done. There's one Before. final topic I want to get into that I thought was really, really interesting. How about we're talking about negative fears? Like I'm afraid of ghosts. I'm afraid of dying. I'm afraid of being in crowded areas. What about the fear of success? So, I have I was reading this one article and it talked about like seven things you need to to, to be ready for if you're you need to get over your fear of success because I actually think a lot of people are afraid of succeeding because we're almost taught in our culture, not in every culture, but you're almost taught that you're going to fail. So there are seven things that we can kind of deal with. You need to learn to accept criticism. You need to learn to stop fearing poverty because it's going to happen at some point if you truly want to succeed. Um, Another one is a fear of old age if you're starting too late, if you want to start your business when you're 40, but I don't have enough time. That's another fear we have for success. Uh, The fear of failure, which is kind of the most obvious one. Um, the fear of offending others, which I thought was interesting. Um, like for example, you're, 
if you're at work and you want to raise but you don't want to offend the business by saying i deserve this much mm. that's that's a fear of offending others mm. uh there's an obvious fear of looking foolish which again i say look foolish all day it only to me it shows me that you're just trying to learn uh and then the final one was the fear of success itself because remember earlier how i kind of said i'm afraid of ghosts because of the abstract well success is kind of an abstract con concept so those are kind of the big things that people are f afraid of succeeding uh, that's real that that i was sad reading that <laughs> i i feel like abstract is the biggest like that's the most thing that's the biggest thing to fear because yes you can't and that physically... death also fits into that yeah. because you don't know what happens next <laughs> so i i thought yeah. that was really cool that I never had thought about that people are kind of legitimately afraid to succeed because they won't well, know what to do. But I see a big basis, like the biggest fear I noticed, and you can relate it to most of those, if not all, is the fear of other people looking at you. Like your yeah. social fear. Because like, all those really had to do with what are other people going to think about you. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And maybe that's the root of all fear. So when you're when you're... Uh, fearing success, maybe you don't look at it as like fearing success, kind of like you listed those other things, mm -hmm. and those, and maybe you're looking at like yeah, like you were talking about getting the raise. Right. You're fearing that, but ultimately you're fearing success. Is that kind of like what? Yeah. What well, like, those are those those are the roadblocks that block okay. you from success. Okay. So I I see what G money is saying, yeah. but yeah, those are kind of those are the those are the uh, hurdles you need to get over. Is what this was basically trying to say. So in essence, yes, you need to, uh, to your point, G-Money, you need to stop caring what other people think and and who knows how far you could go. That's a huge, yeah, I like that concept. I think that's a big fear that most people have. Well, yeah, and if you see it, especially the, the really young celebrities that would come up and they would get, you know, backlash, whatever would happen to them, right, and they would fall off and they would get into things that they probably normally wouldn't have had they not gone down that route, but after what they saw, what people thought about them and everything, then they fell off the radar because they were scared. You know, they and, didn't want... and this is why we don't read your comments, people. <laughs> <laughs> but we're please scared. comment. Yes. <laughs> yes. But if you like to comment, I'll read them. Yeah. <laughs> please comment, like, and subscribe. Prove to me that I'm not scared by smashing <laughs> that like button. <laughs> I'm afraid that you're not going to like and subscribe, so please like and subscribe. Because <laughs> I, I had one last thing, too just to kind of tie this all up and sort of wrap things up a yeah. little bit. People have been talking about this stuff for forever. Mm -hmm. uh, I Like one of the first things that came up when I was looking up like, what was it? Um, oh, types of fear. It, it came up with just types of fear in the Bible. And I found that interesting. Like the Bible has, they like talk about this. They talk about fear of God, fear of man, fear of self, fear of danger, and spirit of fear, which is kind of an abstract thing. But basically Ghosts. they translate to awe, <laughs> social anxiety, Fear of self is, I guess, you know, f inadequacy. It's That's almost another yeah, extension of yeah. fear of man in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. fear of danger is that survival response. So it's like we've been stuck on – we've been here for a long time, people. <laughs> like we've been wow. trying to figure this out mm -hmm. for yeah. years. I don't know if we've made a lot of progress. I was going to say, how do you – how well do you think we have fear figured out? Nope. You can't conquer uh, it. It, yeah. it. It literally hijacks your whole right. body. Yeah, like I, how do you – defeat that i think <laughs> i don't know to, to give you an answer i think if you compared it to how people lived 
hundreds of years ago to now and if fear meant you're living longer so fear like the date if you succumb to fear and you get killed you don't live we're obviously living longer in comparison so i think we've conquered fear a little too much in our society now that that, that kind of instinctual stuff that the huge mm-hmm. like that spiritual aspect and then all this construct that we have to live through breeds all this other weird weird it's like fears. baby yeah. fear right uh-huh. it's like mutated fear we're, we're well, living in the spirit of fear right now i'd like to say uh, i think we haven't conquered fear because fear is always changing fear what mm. we fear now is nothing like we used to fear like i was i looked up unique phobias and that people have nowadays and talking on the phone was one of them like people oh, used to not be afraid gosh. to talk on the phone <laughs> and then the fact that people phone. have the phobia of not having their phone like they get yeah. freaked out where they don't know their phone, and I've done right. that where I'm like, "Oh, mm. my phone's not in my pocket," and it's that little boom in your Fomo. heart. Mm. Yeah, phone, Fomo. phone, Fomo. phone of missing away. And I think <laughs> like we're not afraid of what we used to be. Like the reality, you're not afraid that a bear is going to attack you in the middle of the night. Mm. Like, Until it look, does. Well, if you're Jake, it does. <laughs> if you're living but. in like a city, you're not going to be afraid of. <laughs> Of a of a, like a jaguar <laughs> coming in through your window and dragging you out, whereas that could have been a big fear other places. Yeah. That's exactly I think, what I'm saying. I think yeah. fear just mm-hmm. changes, and we have a different mm-hmm. set of fear than we used to have. But I think fear will always be there. Yeah, totally. Do you think we should conquer it? No. Uh, I don't think so. It's kind of a miles like. It's a foundation in your house, is how I'll put mm-hmm. it. You conquer it when you're dead. The only way to conquer yeah. it is to die, or <laughs> or to <laughs> become like yeah. omniscient. If you were literally all knowing, you you would be a god. You would have to be like transcend this dimension. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. and also know everything. You have to become because emotionless too. You, yeah, mm-hmm. but like oh, no, like but that. we understanding and knowing about it cures the fear. So if you knew everything, you wouldn't be afraid of anything. Yeah, I don't right. think so because f- also fear is Indeed. how you learned. Mm-hmm. Like you need fear. Yeah. Like for example, fire is hot, so you should have a fear of not touching it. Right. And like right. things like that. Like and I think you need that gas. fear. Yeah. Like <laughs> just a little bit. A little bit. We're never gonna really control <laughs> the go. weather, really. <laughs> so you should fear storms to a point. Like you shouldn't run around and. A metal pole because you're. I'm not afraid of lightning. You shouldn't run down the street <laughs> right. in a hurricane with the American flag. <laughs> what if you? What if you yeah. had yeah. to do it Fear's for the healthy. vine though? Ooh. Ooh. Okay, can we well, set a precedent? More important than Hold on, fear, we do though. have to set a precedent. If you're doing it for the vine. You're not afraid of fear. No, you have to. Yeah. Hold on, wait, wait. You are. Wait. You're doing I'm it for the TikTok <laughs> now. No, no, listen. It's the TikTok. I'm not joking though, because there are people who run out into tornadoes and storms just to put it on this. Therefore, they're not afraid of it. They don't give a fuck. And some of them die. Or yeah. they are afraid of but it, and because, the pros outweigh but the dude, cons. That's because, yes, yeah. they, they are afraid. But it's that, it's that they want that sweet serotonin of 100,000 uh, 100, views. But the serotonin is more, more it, we're, it's, they want that more than the adrenaline. that's a byproduct of the world we live in. That's, that's what well, I'm trying to argue. Well, maybe I that's mean, people the, were... our perception. Because there were probably people in, in a different lifetime that like for example there are certain people that wanted their name immortalized so they would go do crazy things mm. ours but, is just specific but this is for everyone i mean when yes. you're a- everyone ha- it wasn't specific to if you had money for an operation to like fund the whole exhibition Every, any average joe can be the star now i'm yeah, saying yeah. really right you think yeah, really no no you saying. you are right i'm mm-hmm. just saying i don't think that that's a new trait to humanity yeah. i think it's just we have a new 
if you want to call it a tool. What, what you, I, you want if you want it enough, you're gonna overcome your fear and go get it. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, and agrees with G Money, uh, Greg. Fear is ever changing, but we're losing. We're not like the same human beings as we were before. Oh no, no, right, no. right. So we have different stuff that we worry about now. But sure. we'll always fear the correct things. We're just descendants of the people who were afraid of the right things because they yes. that kept them That's alive. That's a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. So we have the right fears, which is why we shouldn't give them up. <laughs> pass them down. 100%. Take them down. Pass it around. <laughs> that, give them to your kids. Uh. Well, you heard it. You heard it here, folks. I think that wraps up the episode for tonight. Uh, no one's not going to pass on his fears. <laughs> I'm hot. <laughs> He's going to keep that all to himself. Well, anyways, I think we're all afraid that you're not going to hit that like or smash button. Or you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs>